We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How is that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, good. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? Welcome back to the Underage Packers podcast. This is episode number 79. I, I need to I need to check that down more because we always we always have it in our mind. I have at least what I think the episode is, and then uh, I'm wrong, even though I write it down in the script and make sure of it. Um, but episode 79, I was correct. We are here. We are only doing one episode this week due to the quick turnaround after the Monday night game. We're gonna be taking a look look back at the Lions game and then ahead. To the scary 49ers of Sunday night. Joining me as always is my co-host, the Uper, Big B. How are you feeling today? Feeling great after a great Packers win. Yes, yeah, uh, much better than last week. I, I would assume. Yes, I, I got my Dr. Pepper. We have the new addition to the studio making its debut, the Dr. Pepper sign. So I'm glad to be here. We are joined today by a guest from NBC 26. One of the many faces you probably see covering the Packers there is Chancellor Johnson. Uh, Chancellor, thank you for your time. Hey, thanks guys for for having me on the show. I'm super excited. You know, I've been uh, I've enjoyed the impersonations uh, since I've gotten here. I love those, uh, but I think you guys do some great work, so I'm excited to be on. Th- thank you, man. Um, so we're going to be talking, like mentioned, about the Lions game and the 49ers. Um, we we won't be given a certain former tight end that Big B. Gotten a little bit of a little bit of a argument with on Twitter last night. I was, I I saw you DM me that message that he sent you. So and then I was like, I'm I'm just going to bed. I'll, I'll let Big B deal with that mess. Uh, I'm I'm not in the mood to get in a fight with you, Michael. Hey, I wasn't either. But he commented here. He replied to me at like twelve o'clock. So I had to show him what's up. <laughs> when he comes calling, I'm yeah. So uh, yeah, we won't be giving too much screen time to that, but. Let's talk here a little bit about this Lions game. There was another thing that I wanted to mention. Oh, uh, so Chancellor, is this your um, – when, when were you – when did you first get here in in, B20, in Green Bay covering the Packers? Was last year your first year? Yeah, so I'm going on two years now, just about. Uh, this is my third full uh, – this is my third season. Uh, so last year was my first full one. It's been a little different with COVID, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been pretty cool, man, to get here and have an opportunity to cover a team that's went to back-to-back NFC championships. So this yeah. time around, I'm hoping I get to cover a Super Bowl as well. Yeah, yeah third time's a charm. Uh, so, so was it uh, – how much of a shock was that uh, this past Sunday to see a full Lambo? You know, it was really cool uh, because last year it was, it was awkward, you know, for people who haven't gotten a chance to uh, – who didn't obviously didn't get a chance to go last year because of COVID, you know, it was weird. It was eerie. Like, you could hear – like, we're all the way up in the press box, which is super high up in Lambeau, and you could literally hear guys yelling, like, on the sideline. You hear calls <laughs> like that. Wow. And it was kind of it was kind of eerie, you know. And um, mm-hmm. then came playoff time, a little bit more. Uh, some some fans, which was just nice to see some of that. But um, to have a full Lambo was great. The flyover, the you know, the roll the barrel, the chance, all that good stuff. It was it was really awesome. And, and plus, you put that on top of a, a really a pretty good performance, specifically in the in the second half. It was pretty fun to watch. Sure. So I, I gotta ask you because I just went up to Green Bay for a week, uh, this training camp, and it was probably my longest time. Uh, staying in Green Bay for a vacation. I was actually able to go out, branch out, try some different restaurants. Um, 
So I got to know, you're uh, maybe you're not a cheese curd guy, but the best place for cheese curds and the best place for burgers in Green Bay. All right. So, <laughs> you know, uh, for me, I would say cheese curd wise, mm-hmm. it's a spot in downtown Green Bay. It's called Al's Hamburgers. I think they mm-hmm. have some of the best cheese curds that I've had here. I would say their one and two would be 1919 within Lambeau. Uh, I think that's that's pretty high up there on most people's lists. Mm-hmm. But those are one and two. And then from there, it's like it's kind of a drop off. Like I've had different mm-hmm. stuff here and there. But like once you've had either Al's or 1919, that's kind of the you know, that's the bar. Yeah. And certain some of these certain spots aren't meeting it. And so, um, so but with that being said, so now when I kind of go out, I, I like to go to those two spots. As far as burgers go, I'm from Houston. Um, huh. So I, I didn't realize, like, for us in, in Texas, Whataburger is king. That's the fast yeah. food restaurant for us there. I, I got hip to Culver's once I got down up here to Wisconsin, and I'm a fan. Of I'm That's the best fan. way to assimilate like, to the culture. Oh, of course. I, like, I, I'm a big fan. I actually go probably, like, once a week. I think they're Yeah, same me too. Yeah, I think their burgers, they probably have some of the best burgers I've seen from a fast food joint. Yeah. Um, and then I'm really high on their strawberry cooler. I think mm. it was a summertime thing, but it is so fire. If you guys haven't had that, go try that. Um, but Culver's is another spot that their cheese curds don't live up to it. But it's no. okay. The burgers are so I mean, good that I forgive them for that. Yeah. I mean, for what it is, fast food cheese curds, they're much better than Dairy Queen. I don't know. <laughs> it is a mon- monstrosity. To call whatever piece of crap Dairy Queen is calling cheese curds cheese curds. I, I don't understand that. I'm um, so glad I'm not alone on that either. What? I'm so glad I'm not alone on that. Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. They're garbage too. Anybody who thinks uh, Dairy Queen cheese curds are good needs needs to make a trip up. Green Bay. <laughs> try, try the real stuff. Um, now to the less important stuff, the Packers. Um so the Lions game here at Packers win 35 to 17. Uh, let's see, guys. What was your main takeaway uh, from the game, Big B? All right. Kevin King is um, not good, and we need to start Eric Stokes. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's- like, I enjoyed watching Kevin King in the slot. I thought he played a lot better than outside, but I don't know, like, I think maybe that was like opponent wise, why they put him in the slot. Yeah. I don't really trust him with like a Scotty Miller, you know, but, and Stokes had a very nice game Had I think four passes defended. So I think it's time to make that change. Yeah. I, I liked your blunt answer there. Like, I mean, you, you do that a lot. You, you're like, I'm not even, you gave an explanation this time, but you were just like, I'm just going to lay it out here. Kevin Keene's good. Uh, Chancellor, what was uh, your main takeaway from this game? Yeah, I think I would say uh, the Packers' ability to bounce back, and that's something that we've seen since Mount Lafleur has taken over here in Green Bay. They're now seven and zero following a loss, and I think that that speaks volumes because you can take a, a, a disappointing loss like that, like they had in the season opener, where they got walloped. They they were flat out embarrassed by the Saints, and now you know have all the the headlines is is Aaron Rodgers invested? What's going on with this Packers team? Whatever, whatever, and th- then they come out you know on Monday Night Football and. The first half could have been, you know, much cleaner. They, they could, have, could have played better than that. But to me, I, I thought there was a, a shift in the game in the second half, especially after um, Aaron Rodgers connected with Devontae Adams down the sideline. Then he hits Tunyon with – that was – I mean, that dart he, he laid on him you know, yeah. for the touchdown was – I think people don't realize how difficult that is. Like, yeah. most quarterbacks aren't trying that type of pass, let alone completing it. 
And um, the defense, they were able to finally get a couple turnovers in the second half as well. Granted, granted, it's Lions team that, you know, is, is still, you know, trying to kind of figure themselves out, brand new quarterback, brand new coach, and things of that nature. But I think it's important that the Packers did bounce back. And you want to see that for a team that has championship aspirations. Yeah, going back to that uh, touchdown pass to Tunyon, I mean, I have watched that play so many times since Monday. It, I still don't understand how that physically was allowed to happen. Like when you look at the all 22 clip or, you know, a different angle from behind, uh, behind the line of scrimmage of Aaron throwing it at the point when he releases it and where Tunyon is in relation to the defender, the two defenders, how that becomes a touchdown is beyond me. Um, so that was a great throw. Rodgers also had a, a great pass to Devontae down the sideline. Uh, yeah, I uh, wish he connected with MVS on one of those, but we'll, we'll get there at some point. Uh, I think my main takeaway from this game was that it might, it's the defense definitely has some steps to take, and I, I hate to go with a negative takeaway after a win like that, but really a positive spin on it is that we know – how much talent is on this team. We know that Jair Alexander is one of the best, probably the best cornerback in the league um, that Darnell Savage name Adrian Amos are going to be great. Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Zedaria Smith, great pass rushing trio. But I mean, there's obviously still some weak spots on the defense line, but there's a lot of talent on this defense, no matter what, but they still in Joe Barry's defense aren't quite playing like a unit that you would like to see from them. Um, Big B, you mentioned Eric Stokes over Kevin King, and I, that was a, a big thought for Packers fans going into this week after the Saints game. Like, God, I, I let's let's see the Kevin King playtime go down, and maybe more of Eric Stokes. Um, and Eric Stokes got his opportunity uh, this week. And besides that uh, first touchdown early on in the game, where I uh, kind of got me- mixed up, leaving the wide receiver wide open in the back of the end zone. He played really good. Uh, like you mentioned, those four pass deflections. So uh, that was really exciting to see. Well, we're on fourth down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, big points in the game. And was it um, – I know Kevin had that that head pass deflection near the end of the half, but I, I believe Stokes had a pretty good pass deflection that pretty much was the, the second dagger in the game. Uh, let's see here. Moving on to the offensive side of the ball, Aaron Rodgers, we know he's incredible. We talked about those two great passes. But his stats, 22 for 27, pretty well. I mean, most of that is because of the stat padding that uh, he was able to work out near the end of the game. Uh, But, Chancellor, what were your overall thoughts on uh, Rodgers' performance with a 145 picks, .6 passer rating? Yeah, I thought Rodgers, obviously, there was nowhere nowhere else up Besides up for, for Aaron Rodgers after that um, sure. season opening um, loss to the to the Saints there. Um, you know, I, I think we saw Rodgers kind of get into his bag, which we've seen before, as we talked about some of those ridiculous passes, whether it was the ones to Devontae, where he I mean, just absolutely dropped it in the bucket. Um, and so the ones to Tony as well, too. He looked a lot more comfortable this time around. Um, and, and, you know, once again, I just, I just want to make sure people don't take that for granted because, you know, there's – you know, there's only uh, so many good QBs in this league, let alone somebody with the talent of Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I think, you know, over this course of the season that, you know, they try to maximize it, you know, and, and go for that Super Bowl. But, you know, to answer your question, I, I think he'd play much better. They'll have a, a much tougher task this Sunday on Sunday Night Football against a very um, tough 
front seven from um, the San Francisco 49ers. And then they have uh, pretty talented um, secondary as well, too. And, and how will that offensive line hold up for um, the Packers, especially if Elton Jenkins, you know, knock on wood, misses time um, and who plays a left tackle for them and then has to go against Nick Bosa and, and then some of the other guys on that defensive line. It, it's tough. So uh, I'm excited to see a little bit more what happens, I guess, a little bit more of a tougher defense, a team, uh, a defense that, you know, is, is uh, has the, has uh, is just trying to contend and trying to compete the season versus Alliance team that, you know, still fairly young, new coach, yeah. new system, things like that. So that's what I want to see heading into uh, this Sunday. I don't want to think, I don't want the 49ers defensive line to take up any of my time this week. We're keeping that negative energy out because that, that will, that will ruin my, ruin my hour anytime I think about it. And especially like you mentioned with Elton Jenkins, not practicing today, uh, was it an angle ankle injury? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So definitely something to watch there with Elton. Um, then you as well mentioned that offensive line, which uh, this week Lucas Patrick did not practice uh, the week uh, before the Lions came, so they ended up putting in John Runyon there, and they ended up uh, playing pretty well. Um, so Big B, what did you think? Uh, I'm obviously this Lions front wasn't as much of a challenge as the Saints were with Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport uh, or this coming week with uh, Nick Bosa and the rest of the Niners. Uh, but what did you think of that uh, pretty young offensive line against the Lions this week? Well, from somebody who doesn't watch the All-22 and doesn't know what to even look at while you're watching <laughs> the All-22, I thought the O-line played very well from just watching it on the TV the first time around. thought yeah. John Run pulled it up well. Um, didn't know if he was going to get the start or if Lucas Patrick was going to play, but all the all three interior offensive linemen played great, including Josh Myers. Yeah, the, the few sacks that Aaron had, there was a few that Aaron kind of ran into, um, but there was some that uh, Royce Royce Newman and John kind of looked kind of uh, pretty lost out there. But overall, I think they played pretty well. Uh, fun fact, one of my coworkers at uh, my ice cream shop went to elementary school with Josh Meyer or uh, Royce Newman in the small town of Nashville, Illinois. So <laughs> just thought I'd share that. Um, he doesn't know him. He doesn't have any special connections for us to get Royce on the show, unfortunately. Um, but I, I think we can call Royce now a mutual friend of the show <laughs> or maybe so, somewhere in there. He, he's a friend of the show right up there with David Bakhtiari and Aaron Rodgers. Um, all right, one final thing from this Lions game, and then we'll get to some news that broke yesterday, uh, and then we'll focus on the 49ers here. You know, Big B, like you just mentioned in your comment, I I don't look at the All-22. I don't look at too much into film. I mean, I literally, me and my dad, we just pull up our DVR recording of the game and then pause it and try to look for something. But when I was rewatching. When I was rewatching the game in school today on my phone, very bad Wi-Fi. <laughs> the one thing I was watching pretty much the whole time was Tyler Lancaster and Dean Lowry on that defense line. Uh, not because I was very impressed. <laughs> they were not good, obviously. Frank Ragnow is a great center for the Lions, but that was pretty ugly. They were getting pushed around, and a lot of those big runs that were straight up the middle in the first half from Jamal Williams – uh, DeAndre Swift, they really because Frank Ragno completely had his way. 
any final thoughts uh, from this Lions game, guys? I mean, I would just kind of piggyback what um, what Big B was saying earlier as far as one of his takeaways was the defense. Um, that's something that, you know, something to watch because we've, we've talked about, you know, as far as the offense goes, even after the disappointing performance against the Saints, I wasn't really too concerned about that because at the end of the day, they have Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and Aaron Rodgers. They will figure that out, right? But the defense has always been kind of suspect and just even in the past couple of years. And we've seen how it's kind of held them back in, in, in years that they you know plan on contending on. And, and this is another year like that. And and I, like we've seen the stats floating around on social media about, you know, in games where NFC title games where, you know, Aaron Rodgers has, you know, played well or even in games that he hasn't, the defense hasn't really given him a lot to work with in, in some of these major games. And so, you know, you want to see them figure it out because if not, you know, when you talk about, you know, they always say, look, defense wins championships. We saw with the Bucs where Tom Brady, you know, wasn't at his best. He didn't look like the GOAT all of last season, but their their defense was phenomenal. We saw that, how they were able to handle Kansas City, you know, how they were able to handle Green Bay in the regular season as well, too. So, um, you know, in order for the, for the Packers to reach their full potential, the defense has to be at least respectable. And right now, um, 38 points to the Saints, that's not getting it done. And then 17 points, you know, from the, from the Lions – you know, it could be certainly be better, but, you know, they had their way, you know, the, the for the first, for the majority of the first half of the game, especially we saw the opening drive after we saw, heard Joe Barry say, hey, our guys will be better this week. So the very first drive of the game, they marched right down the field and score a touchdown like it's nothing. So, um, you know, they have some ways to work on, on that one on the defensive side for sure. Yeah, I think the, the Packers offense is going to have to be, uh, obviously, if the defense keeps on playing like this, they're probably going to have to score 40 points a game, especially against teams like the 49ers or a high-centered uh, offense team like the Cardinals. Um, but still a lot of time um, to, to figure things out, and hopefully that eventually happens here. And then um, a full healthy Zadarius Smith coming back in a few weeks uh, adds a lot to it as well. All right, there's that Lions game. We're ready to put it – well, we don't need to put it in review. You'll get a poster, frame it. And now it's time to focus on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, b- before we focus on the 49ers, Jay Sternberger uh, waived former third-round draft pick. Um, a lot of people saw it coming uh, even before he was suspended. Um, and now it's time to Green Bay has come to an end. Doesn't look um, like he wasn't claimed on waivers. And as our friend Norm, he had his inside sources today, Norm, was confirming that there was no chance uh, that Jace comes back to Green Bay. Or we, we won't say that Norm was confirming that, but he heard from somebody that there's no chance Jace is coming back to Green Bay. All right, now finally to the 49ers. We talked about Elton Jenkins and his ankle injury and how horrific that would be, even with Elton Jenkins in a David Bakhtiari-less Packers offensive line against Nick Bosa, D Ford and all of the other very scary pass rushers that have given the Packers trouble um, is nightmare fuel for Packers fans. And it should be for Matt LaFleur as well. Um, Big B, I mean, how do you think, what what should be the game plan for the Packers? Because they're obviously not going to be able to completely put up a brick wall against um, 49ers defensive line. But what do you think should be kind of the game plan? What should they stick to? Uh, in this game run the ball with AJ Dillon 
have AJ Dillon run through some people mm -hmm. and hopefully that will work. Yeah. Just get something in the run game established. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not an NFL coach. I couldn't tell you a game plan against these great players. If I could, uh, then I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast. Um, but then on the offense side, they they have plenty of weapons, obviously D Ford on the Niners defense as well. But Chancellor, what do you think is the 49ers biggest threat on offense? Um, they have great tight end, but I also think their wide receivers are kind of underrated um, as far as their ability to get yards after the catch. So Chancellor, uh, what do you think is the biggest thing the Packers have to focus on uh, when they're taking on the 49ers offense? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing, and Matt LaFleur touched on earlier, is, is that run game because they have some injuries, you know, whether it's, um, you know, Raheem Mostert, who's now out for the season, or some of the other backup guys. They had Trey Sermon, who's been uh, their, their rookie running back from Ohio State. He's been dealing with some some injuries as well, too. But Elijah Mitchell stepped in, and, and he did well in the first week of the season. And it's kind of just like how Kyle Shanahan has been um, since he's taken over there. Of It is truly next man up, specifically in that backfield. And they find ways to carve you up and then when they have the run game going that, that opens up things for Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk um, kind of on the outside as well too so um, stopping the run will be number the, one of the biggest priorities for the Packers and, and you touched on that earlier how um, Dean Lowry you know and, and some of the other guys up front weren't able to do that specifically in the first half with the Lions and then the, Detroit had to um, you know they weren't able to run the ball as much because they were down and, and kind of trailing and, and had to kind of push the ball down the field but um, that's one thing that I'll be looking for is you know can the Packers continue that that um the rushing attack from the 49ers we saw the NFC championship game that was a couple years ago but there's uh quite a few players who still remain from there right it's yeah obviously system but I mean the the 49ers had their way with them um you know two years ago in the NFC championship and, and last year was a little bit different obviously a different quarterback was a backup quarterback there at the time but now Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo is back you know they kind of have their offense the way they want it and um the the rushing attack is is as potent as ever so uh, I'll be trying to I'll be looking to see you know who steps up for the Packers on the run defense yeah, I think the ideal situation for the Packers, considering their defense uh, at this point, would be for it to be a high-scoring game with going back and forth and really whoever is able to get that final field goal or, or whoever has the ball first ends up winning the game um, instead of a close game um, where the Niners are just able to keep down and running it down uh, the Packers' defense throw, and by the fourth quarter they're gassed and then the game gets away from them. Um, let's end it off here. Big B, who is your guy and why? Taking one out of Mike Spofford's book right there. Who's your guy and why for the Packers against the Niners? Oh, right. I'm just, I'm just going to say A.J. Dillon again because run at Nick Bosa with A.J. Dillon. Try to tire Nick Bosa out. Also try to tire out Fred Warner. Have A.J. Dillon run through him. Um, Fred Warner, one of the best um, inside linebackers in the NFL. Very underrated my opinion i don't know what you guys think but that's my opinion so aj Dillon, let's go i might go with an unpopular answer here and say devondre campbell um he had a really nice game against the lions uh 13 total tackles and interception um that was really forced by jonathan garvin one of my favorites man number 53 season um so it'll be a key in both stopping the pass and running game uh especially with of sec only a second year player and Chris Barnes, the only other player at inside backer. So I'm, I'm putting a lot of faith in uh, DeAndre Campbell and I hope he can make some key plays in this game. 
Chancellor, uh, who's your key guy in this one? Yeah, I'll go with MVS. I think um, when you look back to the preseason, we heard all of us talk about, you know, how MVS is taking the next step, uh, how much better he's gotten. And it's not that, like, I, I doubt that or, or anything like that. We just haven't seen it so far in the regular season. And that's not necessarily his fault. Um, Aaron Rodgers talked about how last week, you know, he, he feels bad, you know, because some of the – he was 22 or 27 in that game, and most of his incompletions came trying to hit a wide-open MVS. And, you know, when, and he's on, it's this, this offense is really hard to stop. You know, if, you, if you're having a hard – Time stopping the run game and with, with Aaron Jones, that was with the play action. And then, you know, the safeties are, are inside the box, you know, and that leaves, you know, one on one opportunities for MVS to make plays and use his speed there. So, you know, I think if he can help take the top off um, for the Packers in, in this game and have kind of had that breakout, you know, breakout game, uh, for lack of a better word, in, in, you know, in week three, I think that can really help the Packers, not just in this game, but moving forward as he serves as a, as a big threat. And then, you know, it's, 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 it'll be tougher and open up things for Devontae Adams as well, too, who's seen a lot of double coverage. And, you know, we know that he can get open still, but if MBS can open up things, you know, with his speed down the field and, and Aaron Rodgers is able to connect, get some of those big splash plays, I think it'll really open up this offense a lot. Yeah, so far, uh, obviously, so far, it's only two weeks and really only one because offense completely shut down. Uh, and the first one, it's the passing game has really run through exclusively Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and Robert Tunyon. Even Alan Lazard isn't getting too many opportunities. Uh, so we'll have to see how that offense and passing game opens up uh, this next week against a really tough defense uh, in San Francisco. Um, I, I think that's all we got for you today. Uh, guys, any, any final things you want to add? Um, I need to see Chancellor hit the Jamal Williams dance. <laughs> you know, I, I've, been, I've been getting killed for that. Uh, it was taken out of context, right? Uh, especially like the loop that, that's been on Twitter. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's all your good. friend Matt. Your friend Matt. Yeah, that's my there. guy. Uh, but, you know, we were talking about Jamal Williams on the show. So, you know, the swag guy, he's all in the hips. You got to raise both arms. It's all in the hips. You know, it was a little hip action in there. So, um, you know, I know this is a uh, family, oh boy. family friendly show. And, <laughs> you know, I don't get too much away, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's always fun. Uh, you know, we like to have a good, good time over here. All right. Uh, say hi to Rachel and all of our friends there at the office. Uh, and thanks for joining us today, Chancellor. Thanks guys for having me. No problem. Uh, me and Big B will have content all the way up till Sunday. I'll have to miss the first hour of that 49ers game. So hopefully by the time I'm, I get back and I'm able to watch, um, I can just relax and enjoy the Packers up by 40 points. Uh, but that's all we got for you today. Make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on all the social medias. Uh, any uh, places you want to shout out, Chancellor? Any socials? Hey, yeah. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at Chancellor TV. And actually, the game is on our network, uh, NBC26, nice. if you're here in Green Bay. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, we have a pregame special. We'll have some, some exclusive interviews and things like that. So it'll, it'll be fun. And we'll have postgame coverage if you're listening and watching from the Green Bay viewing area. Um, should be a fun game on Sunday. Packers versus 49ers. Always a fun one, especially when you go on the West Coast. All right, perfect. Uh, that's all we got for you today. We'll see you later. As always, go Pack Go.